the role of the perioperative nurse in implementing contact precautions to prevent transmission of multidrug-resistant organisms by Emily Wallets and Maura Francarpo. Abstract The World Health Organization and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention consider the global increase in multidrug-resistant organisms, MDROs, to be one of the greatest modern threats to public health. Limited treatment options exist for microorganisms, such as carbapenem-resistant Enterobacterales and Candida auris. As a result, infected patients may experience poor outcomes. Perioperative nurses should use infection prevention measures, for example, contact precautions, to prevent the spread of emerging MDROs when transporting patients to and from procedures, caring for patients during procedures, and completing between-procedure cleaning. Because nurses are involved with all phases of perioperative care, they are well-positioned to serve as infection prevention champions and provide education to personnel, patients, and caregivers. This article describes actions and steps the perioperative nurse should take during implementation of contact precautions to prevent the transmission of MDROs, specifically emerging pathogens carbapenem-resistant Enterobacterialis and C. auris. The World Health Organization identified the worldwide increase in multidrug-resistant organisms, MDROs, as one of the top 10 threats to global health in 2019 and 2021. Two emerging MDROs of particular concern in the healthcare setting are carbapenem-resistant Enterobacterialis, CRE, and Candida auris, which have caused healthcare-associated infection outbreaks globally. The World Health Organization has listed CRE as a critical threat to global health for which it is imperative to develop new treatments. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, named both drug-resistant CRE and C. auris in the 2019 Antibiotic-Resistant Threats in the United States report as urgent public health risks. Because of the limited treatment options for these organisms and poor patient outcomes, such as increased mortality and length of hospital stay, it is critical that perioperative personnel use infection prevention measures to prevent the spread of emerging MDROs. This article provides an overview of CRE and C. auris, describes the implementation of contact precautions throughout the perioperative continuum, and explains the role of the perioperative infection prevention champion to help stem the transmission of CRE and C. auris in perioperative areas. Overview of CRE, C. auris, and contact precautions Formerly known as carbapenem-resistant Enterobacteria aceae, CRE refers to bacteria in the order Enterobacterialis that have developed resistance to antibiotics in the carbapenem class, such as ertapenem and meropenem. The CRE bacteria become resistant to carbapenems through multiple mechanisms, one of which is the production of carbapenemase, an enzyme that inactivates carbapenems and other antibiotics, such as penicillins and cephalosporins. This enzyme is particularly concerning because many carbapenemase genes are located on a mobile genetic element that can be passed from bacterium to bacterium 
and allow resistance to spread quickly. Approximately 30% of CRE in the United States carry a mobile genetic element that makes carbapenemase. After microbiologists first detected C. auris in Japan in 2009, the fungus spread worldwide, recently prompting an international alert regarding increases in C. auris outbreaks in healthcare settings during the coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic. Candida auris is multi-drug resistant, contaminates the environment, and can persist on surfaces for at least 14 days. The characteristics of C. auris allow it to spread undetected in healthcare settings. Laboratory tests commonly misidentify C. auris, leading to patients not receiving the appropriate treatment and delays in the implementation of infection prevention protocols. The true burden of C. auris infections may be underestimated. A multicenter study in Colombia that included patients diagnosed with C. auris found that four patients at one hospital underwent procedures in the same OR during a three-month time span. This finding suggests that the outbreak and subsequent transmission of C. auris may have originated in the OR. To prevent the transmission of MDROs, including CRE and C. auris, via direct and indirect contact, the CDC recommends that healthcare personnel use contact precautions a type of transmission-based precautions, TBP, in addition to standard precautions. Direct transmission occurs when an organism spreads from one person to another. Indirect transmission occurs when an organism spreads via a contaminated object or person, such as a healthcare worker's hands or shared patient equipment. Standard precautions are infection prevention measures that healthcare workers use when caring for every patient, every time, regardless of known or suspected infection or colonization. Colonization refers to the presence of an organism in or on the body, though the organism does not cause disease or symptoms of infection. Individuals who are colonized with CRE or C. auris can transmit the organisms to others, which underscores the importance of adhering to standard precautions. Although colonization can eventually lead to infections from both CRE and C. auris, patients who are colonized with MDROs may not experience symptoms of infection and may not be diagnosed with an active infection. Therefore, healthcare workers, including perioperative personnel, should practice standard precautions as a core component of preventing MDRO transmission. Elements of standard precautions include 1. Performing hand hygiene. 2. Disinfecting environmental surfaces. 3. Using safe injection practices. 4. Adhering to respiratory hygiene and cough etiquette. 5. Cleaning, disinfecting, or sterilizing, if appropriate, reusable medical equipment between each patient. And 6. Performing a risk assessment to determine the necessary personal protective equipment, PPE, depending on the tasks to be performed. After laboratory test confirmation of colonization or infection with an MDRO, healthcare personnel should implement contact precautions. In addition to standard precautions, contact precautions include 1. Donning gloves and a gown upon entry to the patient care area. 2. 
assigning the patient to a single patient room when possible. And three, employing environmental measures. For example, using patient-dedicated or single-use non-critical equipment, prioritizing and monitoring the cleaning of patient care areas. Additionally, leaders at some healthcare facilities may designate a team of environmental services personnel who demonstrate competency to support cleaning after the implementation of contact precautions for MDROs. Perioperative nurses should familiarize themselves with the policies and procedures for standard precautions, contact precautions, hand hygiene, and environmental cleaning at their facilities. Perioperative Infection Prevention Strategies There are many ways that perioperative nurses can prioritize infection prevention to protect patients, colleagues, and visitors. Nurses should properly apply infection prevention protocols before transporting patients to the operating or procedure room and continue applying the protocols intraoperatively and postoperatively. The nurses should have advanced knowledge of any transmissible organisms with which the patient may be colonized or infected and should consider the appropriate type of TBP when making decisions across all perioperative phases of care. Transmission-based precautions may affect perioperative activities, and nurses should be aware of the required type of precaution, for example, contact, before a procedure begins. Some of the activities that may be affected include 1. Preparing the operating or procedure room. 2. Transporting the patient within the facility. 3. Designating the patient's room assignment before and after the procedure. 4. Acquiring additional resources, for example, PPE, needed to adhere to TBP. And 5. Cleaning patient care areas. In addition, TBP may affect the procedure scheduling process. Ideally, surgeons should schedule patients diagnosed with an MDRO requiring contact precautions as the last procedure of the day to prevent environmental contamination and patient care delays. Enhanced Environmental Cleaning Perioperative personnel should implement enhanced environmental cleaning, consistent and standardized cleaning procedures in addition to routine cleaning, to prevent the spread of infection after procedures involving patients who require contact precautions for an MDRO. Perioperative nurses should be aware of the necessary type of cleaning before the end of the procedure to avoid confusion and delays. Enhanced environmental cleaning includes more steps than routine between procedure cleaning. Personnel should clean all items used during patient care rather than only high-touch surfaces. Enhanced cleaning may therefore require more time than routine cleaning. When cleaning after caring for a patient requiring contact precautions during an urgent or emergent procedure, or when there are factors that preclude scheduling a procedure at the end of the day, for a patient requiring contact precautions. Personnel should not use the affected operating or procedure room for a subsequent procedure until enhanced environmental cleaning is complete. Perioperative nurses play an important role in ensuring the patient care environment is clean, and knowledge of the cleaning process is key to allow for proper cleaning of the room and avoid scheduling delays. Personnel should use appropriate PPE, for example, gown gloves, 
and comply with facility protocols for contact precautions when cleaning all items and surfaces touched during patient care. This includes objects that may not be commonly thought of as high-touch items, such as stools or chairs. Results of a study on OR surfaces with high contamination rates showed that the top five most contaminated surfaces, in ascending order, were V. 1. Anesthesia cart. 2. OR door to the substerile area. 3. Perioperative nurse's computer mouse. 4. OR bed. And 5. Anesthesia professional's computer mouse. These results suggest that cleaning personnel should prioritize and intensively clean the identified surfaces. Cleaning personnel also should pay close attention to shared patient equipment because C. oris persists on such surfaces and in the patient care environment. To avoid using potentially contaminated supplies during a subsequent procedure, perioperative personnel should discard any items remaining in the room, for example, unused supplies, that were touched during the procedure and cannot be cleaned. Personnel should perform enhanced environmental cleaning after the care of a patient requiring contact precautions in any perioperative space. Privacy curtains in perioperative areas should be laundered or disinfected as part of enhanced environmental cleaning. Perioperative leaders should support routine evaluation of the quality of cleaning in perioperative spaces. Environmental services, or perioperative team members, can perform the evaluation as part of the enhanced cleaning process after the care of a patient diagnosed with an MDRO. These personnel can use quantitative methods, for example, adenosine triphosphate testing, or qualitative methods, for example, visual inspection, to evaluate cleanliness. Preoperative phase. Perioperative nurses play an important role in the communication of a patient's isolation status that is essential to the continuity of care and adherence to infection prevention protocols. When preparing for a procedure, perioperative nurses should carefully assess the patient's history and status regarding infectious organisms. When contact precautions are required, the nurse caring for the patient should quote, notify the receiving team members that the patient is coming and what precautions should be taken. End quote. To implement contact precautions efficiently, it is helpful for perioperative nurses to be familiar with basic microbiology so they can quickly identify high-priority infectious organisms. For example, multiple methodologies of laboratory testing, for example, modified Hodge test, modified carbapenem inactivation method, can detect the carbapenemase genes found in many CRE and laboratory personnel should immediately report identified organisms to clinicians. The perioperative nurse may receive such a report from the laboratory personnel and should be able to recognize common CRE organism names. For example, Klebsiella species Escherichia coli. Knowledge of carbapenemase names and abbreviations will position the perioperative nurse to implement contact precautions promptly after receiving a laboratory test result. Klebsiella pneumoniae carbapenemase, KPC, New Delhi metallo-beta-lactamase, NDM, imipenemase, IMP, oxacillinase 48, OXA 48, 
and Verona Integron encoded metallo B lactamase, BIM, are carbapenemase names and abbreviations with which the nurse should be familiar. In addition to being knowledgeable about contact precautions, perioperative nurses also should familiarize themselves with the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, registered hospital-grade disinfectants that are effective against various MDROs. For all patients colonized or infected with C. oris, the CDC recommends that personnel use a disinfectant on the EPA's list P, for example, hydrogen peroxide and parasitic acid, sodium hypochlorite. If no product on list P is available or suitable, interim CDC guidance supports using an EPA-registered hospital-grade disinfectant from list K that is effective against Clostridioides difficile spores, for example, bleach. Perioperative nurses should understand and implement infection prevention processes when transporting a patient who requires contact precautions to the operating or procedure room. Personnel should limit transport of patients who require contact precautions to essential purposes, such as to and from diagnostic and therapeutic procedures. Ideally, personnel should transport an inpatient directly to the operating or procedure room, rather than a preoperative holding area, to avoid contamination of any additional environments for example, preoperative area, and contact with other patients. If this is not possible, for example, in outpatient settings, personnel should place a patient who requires contact precautions in a single patient room before the procedure, or at least three feet away from any other patient if a single patient room is not available. If there is no infection prevention department at a facility, the perioperative team should be prepared to compare patient placement choices and assess the risks of each option. When a patient requires contact precautions, personnel should practice the precautions at all times when caring for the patient before the procedure, regardless of the type of room. For example, single patient room, preoperative area room, in which they are providing care. Personnel should doff gowns and gloves before transporting the patient. However, when contact with a patient is necessary during transport, such as during airway management, the healthcare worker who is providing direct patient care should don a clean gown and gloves. Healthcare workers wearing PPE should avoid touching any surfaces, such as doors or elevator controls, during transport. Personnel can complete pre verification tasks such as patient identification, immediately before entering the operating or procedure room. The perioperative nurse should notify post-anesthesia care unit, PACU, personnel, that a patient requiring contact precautions will be arriving after the procedure. After moving the patient onto the OR bed, perioperative personnel should use an appropriate EPA-registered hospital-grade disinfectant to clean and disinfect the transport vehicle and any equipment used during transport. To promote compliance with contact precautions, perioperative personnel should post signs and provide PPE in a convenient location, for example, mobile cart, stationary storage, outside the operating or procedure room. In addition, the perioperative nurse should confirm that PPE is readily available outside the operating or procedure room before the beginning of the procedure, 
and that the appropriate facility-specific sign for contact precautions is clearly visible on all room entry points. Because CRE and C. auris can contaminate patient care equipment and surfaces, proper room preparation is required to prevent indirect transmission. Perioperative personnel should stock disposable non-critical patient care items, such as stethoscopes and blood pressure cuffs, for use with patients requiring contact precautions. To avoid inadvertent contamination of equipment and supplies, personnel can remove unnecessary equipment and extra supplies, including mobile supply carts or cabinets, that are not required for the procedure. Before transporting a patient to the operating or procedure room, the surgical team should complete all equipment, supply, and instrument preparation, and the perioperative nurse should confirm with the team that the room is ready to receive the patient. Preparing and confirming that the room is ready should help reduce incidental traffic in and out of the room after the patient is present and thereby reduce the risk for contamination of any spaces outside the room. Adequate room preparation also should allow perioperative personnel to leave permanent cabinets closed during the procedure and avoid contaminating internal surfaces of the cabinets or items stored in the cabinets during the procedure. If the patient care situation requires unplanned access to storage cabinets during the procedure, the perioperative staff members should remove soiled gloves and perform hand hygiene before doing so. Before beginning the procedure, perioperative staff members also should notify environmental services personnel that a patient requiring contact precautions will be undergoing a procedure and that enhanced cleaning should be expedited after the procedure to avoid delays in subsequent patient care. Perioperative nurses should educate patients and patients' visitors on contact precautions. Patients may receive or be accompanied by visitors during the preoperative or postoperative phases, and it is important that visitors observe contact precautions. Visitors of operative patients may congregate and mingle in shared areas where other patients are waiting and increase the risk of microbial transmission. In a survey of Society for Healthcare Epidemiology of America members, 93% of respondents indicated that nurses most commonly addressed visitor noncompliance with isolation precautions. Perioperative nurses should be able to explain each facet of contact precautions to the visitor, including proper hand hygiene, the appropriate type of PPE to be worn, and correct donning and doffing of PPE. Perioperative nurses also should monitor visitors for adherence to hand hygiene and contact precaution protocols. Patients may experience adverse effects, for example, depression, anxiety, associated with contact precautions, and perioperative nurses should assess patients for these negative reactions. A patient's lack of familiarity with MDROs, particularly emerging infectious diseases, such as CRE or C. auris, may cause additional confusion or anxiety. Patients should gain knowledge and feel empowered about the precautions when perioperative nurses share information on MDROs and contact precautions. As a result, the patient should experience reduced negative feelings toward their health status. Intraoperative phase The perioperative team members should discuss contact precautions during the timeout after addressing all of the other components of the timeout. For example, patient identification, procedure. 
to ensure that all personnel are familiar with the requirements for contact precautions. For example, PPE, cleaning. In general, perioperative personnel should limit traffic into and out of the operating or procedure room, and it is especially important to do so when a patient requires contact precautions. Traffic into and out of the room may increase the risk of contamination outside the room if personnel do not doff PPE properly, that is, in a manner that prevents contamination of clothing and environmental surfaces, and perform hand hygiene. When possible, perioperative leaders may assign a perioperative nurse, or another staff member, who is not involved in the procedure as a runner to retrieve any unforeseen supplies or equipment. The leader should assign the runner before the beginning of the procedure to ensure staff member availability. The runner should not enter the room. He or she should be prepared to hand supplies or equipment to colleagues in the room. Use of a runner reduces the possibility of contaminating equipment, supplies, and the environment outside the room. Decreasing the number of staff members entering and exiting the operating or procedure room also conserves PPE. The perioperative nurse should monitor hand hygiene compliance when any staff members enter and exit the room during the procedure. The perioperative nurse also should monitor donning and doffing of PPE to verify that staff members don appropriate PPE before entering and do not wear PPE outside the room. When necessary, the perioperative nurse should offer consistent reminders regarding hand hygiene and PPE to staff members who enter and exit the room. During the procedure, the perioperative nurse should verify that non-scrubbed team members perform hand hygiene, that is, use an alcohol-based hand rub or wash their hands with soap and water, before and after environmental or patient contact, before a clean or aseptic procedure, or after possible exposure to blood or other body fluids. To prevent contamination of stored supplies, Perioperative nurses should ensure that staff members do not access storage cabinets before performing hand hygiene. Perioperative nurses or support personnel may need to clean equipment during the procedure or shortly thereafter. All perioperative stakeholders, including the perioperative nurses, should familiarize themselves with manufacturer's instructions for use, IFU, for equipment, because the IFU provide information on the cleaning and disinfecting requirements. For example, compatible disinfectants and method of application to prevent damage. Personnel should use an EPA-registered hospital-grade disinfectant that is effective against the organism for which the patient requires contact precautions. For example, if a patient requires contact precautions for C. oris, personnel should review the EPA's list P to identify an appropriate disinfectant. Contact precautions do not require any changes to surgical instrument pre-cleaning or specimen handling. Postoperative phase. The risk of transmission of MDROs continues during the postoperative phase. Personnel should post appropriate signage relating to contact precautions and provide PPE in the corresponding care area where the patient recovers. Personnel should perform hand hygiene according to facility protocols, especially after any patient contact. Leaders should assign patients who require contact precautions to a single patient room after the procedure. 
In an open design PACU with shared equipment and no single patient rooms, there may be an increased risk for transmission of MDROs to other patients from patients who require contact precautions. To prevent contamination, performing hand hygiene and proper donning and doffing of PPE are especially important in shared patient care areas, where perioperative nurses may care for multiple patients. When the PACU design includes a single patient room, PACU personnel should prioritize that room's use for patients requiring contact precautions if the room is not in use for a patient requiring another type of TBP, for example, droplet airborne. If the PACU does not include a single patient room, or if all single patient rooms are in use, perioperative staff members may recover a patient in the operating or procedure room if staff members scheduling, including appropriate competency completion for post-anesthesia care, permits. When providing post-operative care, perioperative nurses should use disposable equipment and supplies, such as stethoscopes and blood pressure cuffs, if possible, and avoid sharing non-critical patient care items among patients. If it is not possible for personnel to use disposable items in the care of a patient requiring contact precautions, the nurse should ensure that the item is thoroughly cleaned according to the manufacturer's IFU before using the item for another patient. After a patient requiring contact precautions leaves the PACU, personnel should use enhanced cleaning protocols to prepare the area for the next patient. Perioperative Infection Prevention Champions Because MDROs, such as CRE and Cioris, continue to be a growing threat to patient safety, infection prevention champions are needed in the perioperative setting. Infection prevention champions should exhibit strong communication skills so they can serve as a resource for staff members and patients. In addition, these champions should be knowledgeable and enthusiastic about infection prevention, including facility-specific initiatives and protocols. Perioperative infection prevention champions and nurses realize that infection prevention does not end when the procedure ends. Even after discharge, patients may still be at risk for transmitting microorganisms to individuals at home and will most likely seek care again. To help prevent disease transmission, the perioperative infection prevention champion should provide appropriate patient education and share information on preventing disease transmission with individual perioperative nurses. Results of a 2020 literature review showed that patients may not receive adequate information on infection prevention practices, especially those related to TBP. The perioperative infection prevention champion, or nurse when no champion is available, should include special instructions in patient education during the discharge process to mitigate transmission outside the healthcare setting. The champion or nurse should instruct the patient and his or her caregiver to inform all future healthcare professionals of the infection or colonization with CRE or C. oris, especially when seeking care in person. During discharge planning and teaching, the perioperative infection prevention champion or nurse should include education on the prevention of MDRO transmission at home and instruct patients and caregivers to adhere to basic infection prevention practices from the healthcare setting, including performing regular hand hygiene 
and using gloves when providing care. The champion or nurse should reinforce principles of hand hygiene and encourage the patient and caregivers, and any other individuals at home, to perform hand hygiene before and after touching the patient or medical equipment and before and after performing a care task, such as bathing or changing a dressing. In addition, they should routinely disinfect commonly touched surfaces in the home. If the patient has an open wound, it should remain covered to prevent individuals in the home from coming in contact with potentially infectious drainage as well as prevent contamination of surfaces. Patients may be discharged to congregate settings or long-term care facilities, such as nursing homes or rehabilitation centers, in which CRE and CORIS can easily spread. When performing a patient care handover to any personnel, including those at different health care facilities, the perioperative infection prevention champion or nurse should include information on the patient's infection or colonization status and contact precautions used when caring for the patient during the procedure. Conclusion Two emerging MDROs that are easily transmitted and difficult to treat are CRE and CORIS. Patients may experience poor outcomes from infections related to CRE and CORIS and require contact precautions after receiving a diagnosis that includes either of these two MDROs. The microorganisms may remain on surfaces for an extended period of time, for example, 14 days, and perioperative personnel should employ enhanced environmental cleaning in all perioperative phases of care after caring for a patient who is infected with either CRE or C. oris. Perioperative personnel should wear appropriate PPE when caring for a patient requiring contact precautions, assign the patient to a single patient room when possible, or maintain a three-foot distance from other patients, use disposable equipment and supplies when possible, and notify receiving personnel that a patient requiring contact precautions will be arriving in their area. During procedures, perioperative nurses should monitor hand hygiene practices to help prevent indirect and direct contamination of personnel and the environment. Perioperative nurses can function in the role of infection prevention champion and provide education on contact precautions to both patients and personnel. Perioperative nurses should support the multidisciplinary perioperative team with implementing and adhering to contact precautions to prevent the transmission of MDROs.